0: Hi, and welcome to the Menden Bridges podcast, the podcast where different generations discuss topics from their perspective. I'm your host, Carla, your resident millennial, and along with me, today is my co-host.
1: Dean, and I am your resident baby boomer.
0: Fox has a new show called Alter Ego. And basically, it's a singing competition like we've never seen before. So it's being touted as the world's first avatar singing competition show and the next iteration of musical competition series. So there's 20 aspiring singers that are competing. And um, instead of showing themselves on stage, they create their dream avatar, a.k.a. their alter ego, and that's what you see performing on stage. Some of the egos include St. Luna, Night Journey, Lover Boy, Kai, and Fern. So I saw a preview of the show and it looks so cool. The avatars are really cool, but I mean, and on one has, it seems very interesting and cool, but on the other hand, huh?
1: Is this what we've come to? Like what is going on? well, I think it's great entertainment value because you see people's creativity and um, all the different costumes that they come up with. But for me, I think I'd be paying more attention to the avatars <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and the costumes and mm-hmm. and trying to figure who they are or what it is more than paying as much attention to listen to what they're singing about. <laughs> and if you're into like anime stuff, then this is just an awesome thing for you. It's like wow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just thought about that cuz I was saying this is just another version of mass singer, but you brought you brought up a good point. If you're into anime, a lot of the younger generations are into it. So this is bringing probably a younger audience versus the mass singer, which yeah, will which will bring in some young audience because you never know who is the celebrity behind it, but I think on a whole a lot more anime people would be more interested if you're not really into celebrities but you're into like anime world and a lot more young people would definitely be glued in
1: to this yep. show. It will definitely get a lot more people interested because you'll have the people who are interested in the anime and the costumes and the designs and everything else. Mm-hmm. and Plus you'll have the crowd that loves the singing. So yeah, it's a, it's a way to get more people watching. <laughs> and I, I probably will watch. I love the anime stuff. I love to see the different outfits and <laughs>
0: trying to figure out who they are i'm wondering if it's going to be the same outfit each episode or are they going to have on the same one or are they going to change at the end of the day it's the same competition shows it's not really an anime competition show but i just thought of a good jumping off point for another tv show idea because if we're going down along the lines of animes that we could have people who are interested in animes and create animes it could be a competition for the best anime either maybe the best dress or best design or whatever so each episode they create an anime and i don't know i am sure they'll figure out how to do it with something interesting or everybody's given a certain thing that they have to include on their anime and have to get creative on how they use it on on that avatar I think if the should as well, I'm sure it will because it's different. Everybody likes to tune in to see something different. I'm sure it will be a jumping off point for more anime stuff on TV.
1: Yeah. And I I think this will get more people watching TV again.
0: I don't know about that. They probably just, I'm sure eventually the clips will be on YouTube. They probably just watch it on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if this is the show where it will bring audience back to television and getting cable turned on. I don't know about that. But I guess we'll see how the season goes and if there will be a season two.
1: We'll see. But I think it will bring up a few more people back to TV. At least in the short term anyways. Okay, speaking of new shows, so
0: get ready all you cool cats and kittens. It's official. Netflix reveals another installation of Tiger King. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> they said it's going to be premiered this year. They haven't said specifically when it will be released. We just know sometime this year. And so according to Netflix, there's a roaring demand for more Tiger King The first season was seen by over 64 million households. So, of course, they're going to have a second one. I mean, there's just too much money sitting on the table to not do a second one. So, the continuation is titled Tiger King 2, which, as I mentioned, will be premiered later this year. It promises to be more madness and mayhem, according to their press release.
1: (laughs) I'm sure they're going to be having more dramatic tiger stories and (laughs) who got attacked by the tigers or some drama.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah, so we don't know which colorful characters from the first season will be featured. So one of the characters I don't think will be back is Joe Exotic. Since he is still serving a 22-year prison sentence, he didn't get the pardon that he was hoping to get. Um, and I think I heard, I remember hearing a story too that he had the limousine and the hairstylist, basically an entire entourage on standby. Because I guess he seriously thought he was going to get pardoned. It was waiting outside the prison, everything, and then nothing happened. <laughs> so I don't think mm-hmm. he will be a part of it, even if they did do like phone interviews. I don't think that will be a big part of the series because I don't think people are going to be interested and entertained and just listening to phone conversation for a long period of time without actually seeing, you know, footage of something happening. So I don't think he's going to be a big part of it. And the next person, also not a main character from the first one is Carol Baskin, of course. And I think it would definitely be insane if she inv- if she voluntarily signed up to do the show again. <laughs> by her own words she said they lied to her about the premise of the show she thought it would only focus on the well-being of the tigers (laughs) um Uh yeah and we know we all know since the show she's had more lawsuits out against her and there was even another documentary that was made focusing on her alleged crimes on primetime tv so (laughs) <laughs> and of course, it didn't help matters that she went and performed on Dancing with the Stars because <laughs> she kept herself in the spotlight and relevant. So I think that's also part of why there was another documentary about her and more lawsuit. Of course, we talked about it previously where she had mentioned something in the interview in, on Dancing with the Stars, which is why she ended up getting another lawsuit against her. <laughs> So if she is really innocent and she claims that there would be absolutely no reason to appear on this show because it's not going to show her in a good light at all. And in fact, even if she is guilty of the allegations, she still should not appear either because it could be her downfall. Because you never know, she or someone around her might slip up and say something that, you know, is the nail in the coffin.
1: Yeah, but then again, when you're an attention seeker, attention getter, mm-hmm. you do crazy things. <laughs> so I wouldn't put it past her to be involved in this new one. Because <laughs> that would be more attention for her. So
0: so if Joe and Carol is not going to play a major role in this season two, well, what are they going to do or talk about, really? Some speculation is that season two could follow the fate of J. W. Zoo, so that's the zoo that Joe created that ended mm-hmm. up being shut down. Another one is that they're saying they could explore more of the Doc Antle character and his zoo. So basically, in season one, uh, we saw that Doc Antle was a um, he was a fellow big cat owner, and he. Also provide commentary in season one. So in this one, I guess they're saying they could talk about, you know, him and his many girlfriends and many more tigers. <laughs> you know, his character is that also that it was so colorful. It was at times threatening to overshadow Joe Exotic himself, <laughs> if you can believe that. So <laughs> while Joe Zoo is closed, Doc Antle's Park his um is still open. It's called the Institute for Greatly Endangered and Rare Species which spells out tigers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's it's still operating even on the coronavirus. So, I mean, and it could possibly o- open for several more years. So, they could yeah, so that's another a storyline they could follow. Yeah, especially if, if as they say he's very colorful.
1: It's hard to imagine somebody more, being more colorful than Joe Exotic. Or so, they could do something absolutely radical and focus on the tigers and how to take care of the tigers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the you life know, I, of the tigers. Yeah, I thought about <laughs> and that. Actually
0: talk about the zoo itself. I think think about that, the well being of the tigers, but I mean, it's sad to say, It will not as colorful or as interesting. So it's not going to draw all the crowds as the first one there. because you know the first one it was because of all the madness, right? It was because of the character of the owners. It was because of the allegations of a husband that was murdered and he disappeared. It was all the money that alleged was uh, inherited by Carol. It was Joe's um, arrest because he uh hired a hitman to take out carol it was all his crazy lifestyle and his partners it was just all the madness behind the scenes and also all the celebrities who they were also able to get to their zoo so it wasn't so much about the the animals itself but all the drama that was behind the scenes right <laughs> i guess if they really didn't want to what they could do is on the last episode if they're smart about this, after they draw everybody in with all the drama and stuff on the last episode, they could wrap up all the drama and then they discuss, you know, the well being of tigers.
1: But we'll see. Yeah.
0: I kind of doubt <laughs> it, but we'll see.
1: Awaited with bated breath by a lot of people, I'm sure.
0: I'm calling this story the crazy crime story of the week. So Timothy Wolf. According to news report, um, he stole the car and then he went to the dealership in Lake City and tried to sell them the car. So when they ran the VIN number, they found that that he actually had stolen that vehicle. Not only was it stolen, he stole it from the same dealership three days prior. (laughs) (laughs) So he has now I know, this just like, what was he drunk high on some kind of hard drugs? What could be going, like, three days? And he didn't even try to get rid of the van or put a new van. Like, what was he thinking? So he's now charged with grand theft of a motor vehicle, dealing in stolen property, criminal mischief, and petite theft.
1: Well, I bet he wasn't thinking when he went to the dealership to sell it back to them. Because he must have been on something. And I'm not thinking clearly because everyone knows that each vehicle has their own identification number. Their mm-hmm. VIN number. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make any logical sense. Oh, Lordy.
0: And to be so bold that you stole the vehicle, you haven't been caught. So instead of you go to, what do you call them, a chop shop? or I don't know what they call them. That's what they call them in the movies. I <laughs> would, but of all the places, like I've never heard of a criminal who steals cars selling it back to a dealer- regardless if it's the same dealership or not, but I've never heard of any of them selling it to a dealership isn't the whole purpose of it is to get it out of where you got it from, get it out of that state or even possibly out of the country to sell it out of state or out of you know overseas <laughs> like. <Right. laughs> Or even if you're gonna leave a look, who you like, you change the whole car, you re you paint it, you change a window. I mean, you do something. Like he's the la- not only the stupidest but the laziest criminal ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Maybe he thought, oh, the dealership they will be so grateful that he returned their vehicle to them <laughs> that they'll pay him, a- <laughs> pay him for returning the vehicle. <laughs> That's no, got to be it. No, nah, he
0: was selling it. He didn't ask for finder's fee. He was selling it back to them. So have you ever wondered about the health of your poop? Well, now they're creating toilets that monitor your poops. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> so would this be something that you would want?
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's not such a crazy thing after all, because medically, the... Labs get a lot of information from your poop. So mm-hmm. if they can monitor it while it's in the toilet, so you don't have to take it into the lab, then hey, I'm with that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm with that. That's yeah. a lot better than, than you have Carried to it with it. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at a couple of new texts that were debuted at The 2020 SCC show, which is basically the show that they have in Las Vegas each year that, you know, they debut upcoming technologies or tech that they're already just released to the public. So one of them is the new solar TV remote by Samson, which I think is really cool. So basically in which they've already, um, it's already available for sale. So basically the, these remotes do not need batteries. So I'm like, yay, I'm so here yay. for that. So I'm hoping this is, this will be the beginning of eliminating products with batteries and all the different sizes. When you, whenever you need a battery, you never have the size that you need. So basically how this will work, it has the remote has a solar panel in that if you need to charge it, there's several ways you can charge it. So you can either put it with the solar panel up and put it towards the window so it can take in the sunlight, or if you have it in the living room, if the light is on, again, just have the panel up. It also be charged from regular light so it doesn't need sunlight. However, if it's like dead and you need to charge right away it also have a usb on it so you can just plug it into a charger and charge
1: it i think that is so cool because you know that battery not only disposing of the batteries that's you know harmful to the environment mm-hmm. but just the cost of battery especially when you have kids because all those toys mm-hmm. <laughs> they use the batteries so quickly you have drawers and drawers of battery. And like you said, when you need it, you never find the size that you're looking for most of the times. So you have to run out to go get a D cell or C cell battery. Yeah. Having solar it be so much, so much easier and cheaper. A lot of cost savings for the year.
0: Mm-hmm. So our next one is AI to block the sun. Like this one I'm all here for. So it's, um, it's basically a virtual visor because the problem that I find with the current visors that we have is that it's never like long enough or wide enough. And obviously, if you make it longer, you can't see the road, <laughs> right? So a company called Bosch created a new technology where they have a virtual visor and it's designed to replace a traditional sun visor. Um, it says they use an artificial intelligence to find exactly your the driver's eye position, and then it darkens only a small part of the windshield, which the sun um, could affect the driver's side. Because when I'm driving, if the sun is bright out and I don't have shades on and the visor down, even then I'm like I can't. I'm, I'm struggling to see. Like, how do you do it?
1: Well, I don't know, but I I drive without shades. Uh, Sometimes I put the visor down a little bit. But, I don't know I guess I have good eyes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but hey, I have good eyes too. I don't wear glasses, but I just find the intensity of the suns like it's just too much i need a I need to have on shades to drive. Maybe you're not as excited about this, but for people like me, I love this idea, and I can't wait for it to be
1: mainstream yeah, I guess its it's a good thing uh, dwell just focus on exactly where it's needed. And protect your eyes along the way.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next one, and it's by Samsung again. So they created a TV that acts like a phone. So they've introduced a new TV that can be used to watch video designed for a smartphone. They do this by, they can turn it to you. So basically when you wanna use it to watch your video game, you just turn it the long way and you don't need any um, additional devices. You just need your mobile phone and it will connect directly. So you can play your videos from your phone and watch it on the on your big screen TV. So these are already available for sale in South Korea and they're only
1: 1600 bucks. Gamers will absolutely love this. So do you have to manually um, flip the TV or does the screen automatically rotate to adapt to the position? It says,
0: the Sierra TV does this by turning itself from the normal TV position to an upright
1: position that looks like the shape of a phone. So I guess it does. Yeah, that would been so cool. When you're transferring from a phone to the TV itself, the picture viewing is kind of cut off some things here, cut off some things there. Mm-hmm. And then you have those blank black screen on either side of whatever you're watching. So this is a really cool thing
0: yeah, so they said they designed this t v for the mobile generation, and it will be available to global market. okay, this is an interesting one. It's called a Snore Stopping Pillow. <laughs> Christmas is right around the corner. I think this will be a good Christmas present if it's okay, already, you can send me one if it's already available. <laughs> It's a smart pillow and it's designed to collect information about the sleeper's head position and breathing during the night. And so what it does, the system uses this data and it changes the shape of the pillow with the help of built-in airbags. That's pretty cool. So the idea is, is that by changing the pillow, the sleeper's head will move just enough to improve the airflow through the nose and reduce snoring. So I think anybody who is a snorer, who um, wakes up because of their own snoring, or if you live with somebody who is a snorer, then (laughs) this is definitely the gift for you or
1: them. (laughs) So now you know what I need for Christmas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This one, like, I really love, again, I think this is probably also for the mobile generation again. And again, it is by Samsung. So they have created a technology that basically turned any surface into a um a device keyboard. So the virtual keyboard is called a selfie type. The system uses a device camera to analyze your fingers movement as you type on a flat surface and then it shows the results on your phone.
1: I think <laughs> yeah. that's a cool innovation though. So you can type on any surface where you are. So that's pretty neat and the last but not least
0: and i'm totally here for it well actually i've never had this problem because i always have extra in my bag if you're somebody who has ever found yourself asking your neighbor in the toilet stall to pass tissue to you then this will be very helpful to you it's called a toilet paper robot a robot that can serve people as they use a toilet and it's called the roll Basically, it's a, it's a small self-balancing robot that can be controlled from your smartphone to bring bathroom users a fresh roll of toilet paper without ever having to leave your toilet seat. And I was looking at a picture of it; they make it the perfect height, so we finally have a use for that gap under the door. <laughs> that big space <laughs> is just small enough; it runs right under the door. I guess the only concern you have now is I'm guessing it has cameras on it. So you better make sure before it comes, you cover all your bits and bobs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's neat, but I, I've never had to ask for paper from anybody. So, yeah, me either. Like uh, I said, I always. I probably never ever use that thing because, especially when I'm. Um, traveling i have my own roll of toilet paper with me <laughs> mm-hmm. always make sure i have extra in my pocket when i go away <laughs> you know sometimes you go on the the paper in the stall it's hard to pull or keep um, breaking in small pieces and it's hard to get a good length so i take my own
0: yeah i always buy the travel pack ones that you can get so
1: i always have that with me you know there's always these pairs when you're traveling you're always Try to think of how to prevent, like my uh, grandmother used to say, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Mm. And in these instances, you want to make sure you prevent any such thing from happening (laughs) so you don't have to cure it. (laughs) You don't have to be knocking on your neighbor's door.
0: (laughs) We've reached the end of today's podcast. Thanks for hanging with us. Stay tuned until our next podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mended Bridges and on Facebook at Mended Bridges Podcast. Please remember to rate us and review us wherever you listen to us. Stay safe until next time. Bye.
1: Bye.